Regular listeners of the pod know that I am a spoiler-free show, so much so that the descriptions you might see below are very vague. And that's intentional because even IMDb could spoil you, so I kind of try to keep that all super vague. But I came across something today where people use SEO to make their descriptions, I guess, pop up in search results. I don't know why you need to use SEO tactics for podcast descriptions, but people are doing that. So I was trying to think of what's the happy medium here, because I want to expand the show audience, right? But I don't want to give away spoilers. So I'm thinking of something where I give like a phrase that makes sense to you who've been following along, but wouldn't make sense to someone who hasn't gotten up to that point yet. For instance, for today's episode, I might say something like, Never trust your neighbor, especially when they have a comfy coat. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a... Episode 19, A Person of Interest. So uh, we get some previously ons. We have Paige and Emily, Hannah and Caleb, false statue. Okay, so we start off at the station, a little fun little each liar talking to this uh, hard-nosed cop in the uh, interrogation room. So basically, they tell everything so far. They tell the authorities about the video that they had that was deleted. They tell them that they suspect Ian is involved, that he was in the video. They tell them the entire video content. They talk about Allison and Ian's weekend together in Hilton Head. Tell them that Spencer called Hilton Head and pretend to be someone who worked there to confirm that he was there. And Spencer's there with her mom, the attorney. So this is legit. And then Spencer says, maybe Ian has a thing for younger girls. And they're like, how how do you know that? No one says a word about Spencer and Ian. Which turns out to be a pretty big mistake at episode end, but we'll get there as we say. In the hallway, looks like they called in a lot of the uh, a lot of the cast today. A big cast. A lot of the parents are in the hallway. Everyone but Pam. Ella. Oh, I think this is only Ella's only scene in this episode, right? So it's Ella. Byron. Ashley's in there. And then, uh, of course, uh, Spencer's mom. Basically, Spencer's mom says they're the victims of a joke. Cut to the four liars. Spencer tells them that there's one thing she didn't tell the cops about her and Ian's relationship. Emily also says, I didn't say anything either. So everyone's like, eh. And then who the fuck is this guy? Garrett. Garrett Reynolds is a police officer. Apparently, maybe he used to go to school with them and they seem to recognize him. And then uh, our hard-nosed cop says, "Uh, how do you know those kids? And he's like, oh, we used to be neighbors. And then he's like, well, you're going to find out why they would lie about this. And I wrote Garrett undercover. He's Garrett undercover fighting crime. Although, (laughs) he's not undercover. This entire episode, he's wearing his full uniform. I think he's wearing a coat, too, the entire time. Granted, it is the fall. I just find it funny that I don't think that coat comes off at all. I wonder if he did did all his scenes, like, in one day, because he he looks exactly the same (laughs) every time we see him. Um, Anyway, we'll cut to Spencer's house. Big mom and dad meeting. And they say, well, we tried. We talked to Melissa and Ian, and they all think Spencer's the problem. They want to give her therapy uh, regarding Allison's disappearance. Now, since we are a positive, you know, this podcast is very uh, sex positive and pro-mental health, taking care of yourself and your mental health. So regardless, you know, Spencer, all, all four of them should have seen therapists to kind of work through their issues and, and probably would be helpful just in general. That said, 
the reasoning for doing it is because they think I think they think that she's lying. I don't think her parents are on her side. And she even turns to her dad and is like, A2, dad? And he's like, I don't know. And then Spencer really lays it all out there. She's like, I'm scared. I'm scared of Ian. And of course, Q, on Q, Melissa and Ian walk in there. Big confrontation. Spencer is not holding back. She says, if you would have just stayed away, you would have gotten away with it. And Ian stands there like a mother... <laughs> And then Melissa's fighting back. Melissa's like, you're, you're just mad. I mean, she's she's vicious towards Spencer. They leave. I don't think the parents believe Spencer, unfortunately. It's really kind of a bummer scene. We're in the swimming locker room. Emily is uh, getting ready, and Paige walks in. Awkward. It's awkward. Looks like after Emily wasn't talking to Paige, Paige wasn't answering Emily's calls. She was avoiding Emily. And basically, she says, I want to pretend our kiss didn't happen. Emily's like, consider it done. She p- takes off. Cut to the infamous motel. I think I have the name written down here later on. So I wanted to go back in time just to see how interconnected the show is. I went all the way back to episode four, I believe, when uh, Run With Three Ends was staying at a very very similar looking motel and Spencer goes to drop him off and they have their smooch outside. I don't know if you recall that. Unfortunately, folks, he's staying in room 105, not room 2014. However, had there been a connection, I would have felt so smugly proud. Turns out, just probably the same set. So they're at the motel. Uh, Toby's going to stay here because things at home are bad. Once his parents come back, apparently things will be better. Apparently the phone did get back to Jenna, but she knows he took it for a brief time. So so there's that. Spencer's there and says, you know what? My house isn't safe either. And so Toby's like, well, I'm going to get my room. And he goes off away. And I was like, I was yelling at my TV. And then she she th- figures it out. 214. She gets it. And she hears flute music. She looks inside the window. And there's that bag. The Newfelds bag. So I circled it, and I was very excited in the moment. Like, okay, we finally figured out the, the mystery of 214, but what does that mean? Folks, I know I've said it for a long time, and I'm sticking to it. Jenna is Allison. This is where Allison goes, or or they flip places. So to avoid anyone having any suspicion, <laughs> hear, me, hear me out, hear me out. Here's what I think happened, okay. For whatever reason, Allison's like, look, I have to go undercover i have to fake my death way i'm going to do this is i'm going to pretend to be jenna at certain times and then we're going to switch places and jenna's going to be jenna because there are certain things that i can't do as jenna that only jenna can do there are times when you might just see me in the hallway and that's fine in order to do that jenna and allison had a conversation and allison's like look i'm going to get us a room at this motel room 214 when we switch places, that's where the room is going to be. That's where we go to do this. So at any one time, one or the, one or the other is there when the other one is being Jenna. So if Jenna's being Jenna, Allison's there. If Allison's being Jenna, Jenna is there. That's why we hear the flute music. Cut to Hannah's household. Again, Disney sitcom moment here. Asher leaves. Caleb comes up. The relationship between Hannah and Caleb clearly has changed. She has coffee ready for him. She asks to make him some cereal. There's a little smooching on the neck. And of course... As always, Asher comes back down. Caleb sneaks out the back door, and Asher says, My ass fell in the toilet. Like, what the? Who the hell does that? Classic gendered thing, right? Guys leave the toilet seat up. So that's how she, I think that's her first clue. Wait a minute. Hannah wouldn't leave the toilet seat up, but a, but a guy did. But also, more accurately, Ashley knows when Hannah lies. This is long established canon. Hannah's floundering here. She lies horribly. I don't think even if I knew Hannah, I could tell she was lying. She's not good at it. Ashley does not like Caleb. It's very clear. But Ashley leaves again. Kibbs come back and says that was close. Uh, he takes the cereal to go, I guess, and they have a little goodbye speech. 
A lot of smooching this episode. I would say we're off the charts with smooches. Goodbye, smooch. This is uh, Hannah and Caleb smooch number one. At school, Arya's going to pop into Ezra's class. I guess as she often does. And Arya's like, wait a minute, he's talking to Jenna. And then A texts for the first time in this episode, the lover and the scorned are now BFFs. Scared yet, you will be. Double dash A, which, as we know, I think is Noel Khan. The lover and the scorned are now BFFs. Scared yet, you will be. Double dash A, which we know is Noel. And I don't know. I mean, he's a teacher. BFFs? It's kind of a stretch, even for A. I don't know. He's a teacher. Like, he would talk to students? Yeah, I don't really I don't really get the, the fear here. But again, I don't know. Jenna is Allison really struck with the scene, too. I'm, I'm so convinced that's... I'm so convinced that's what's going on. And then, uh, so Jenna leaves, and then uh, Fitz tells uh, Arya, yeah, she's doing this writing thing now. And Arya's like, I thought she was into music. Hint number two. Is Allison a good writer? I have no idea. <laughs> Is Allison a good flutist? Flautist? Flutist. Flautist? I don't know. I bet if we, yet again, this is another one of those things, if we find out that Allison is a really good writer, this might be another clue. Basically, uh, Jenna is Allison's stories about exposing people. And it's very clear that this is an autobiographical story. I believe its intent is for Ezra to find out about the truth about what happened to real Jenna. Arya lies to Fitz about the night of the firecracker of doom. We cut to Emily's locker. She opens it. Note a very similar post-it that A has been using, falls out of her locker. Not as well placed as A post-its tend to be. Could be just the prop department only had uh, that salmon-colored post-it. Still worth noting. And basically, it's a note from Paige to meet her somewhere uh, for something. Spencer and Hannah approach. Edgewood Motor... I wrote down the name of the hotel, but only partially. Edgewood something. Edgewood Motel something. That's where Toby is staying. And then Spencer sees Garrett... Garrett Cop. Garrett... Undercover. So she runs after Garrett, and um, Garrett's kind of, you think Garrett's kind of on their side, and basically says, why would Ian want Allison dead? And then Spencer says to Garrett in the full-ass hallway of school, because she was going to tell Melissa about Ian and Spencer's affair, and Garrett's face drops. And boy, was I misled in the most brilliant of ways that the show does. I thought, well, thank goodness Garrett's on our side. Cut to Arya in the bathroom. Jenna walks in and, t- and gushes about Ezra, clearly trying to get under Arya's skin. Again, a real Jenna is aware of the A group purely as a bystander, and she has a personal vendetta against all of them. So I think she's just kind of relishing in this. She mentions 1984 to the reading list. I'm not quite sure that applies to this whole show, but hey, Jenna knows about everything. So she basically implies that with this little conversation. Cut to the motel, Spencer and Toby. Spencer has a ton of supplies for Toby to stay over. Apparently, they found the room right next door to room 214. So they're right next door to room 214. Um, there's a cleaning person that leaves, and they run out to try and maybe sneak their way in. And Toby's really bad at this. He definitely cannot be A, because he's like, yeah, that's not my room. Spencer gives the cleaning person a $20 bill. They get inside 214 on the ground. We find Jenna glasses. Aha! Clue number three. Is this another clue? If you are doubling as Jenna, you would need a spare pair of glasses in the room. That's what those are. Those aren't Jenna's glasses. Those are Allison's Jenna glasses. And then the Newfeld's bag is empty. Now, why would the Newfeld's bag be empty? So Ian gave Jenna a bag. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I just, this literally just hit me. What if Ian knows that's Allison as Jenna? Whew. And that he could be giving her cash. He could be doing all sorts of things. Oh, wow. I hadn't even thought of that. Hmm. Anyway, the bag is empty. I don't. I, that's literally just hit me as I'm recording this. I don't think it's theory worthy yet, but I'm just leaving it in because 
That would twist everything on its head. Cut to Hannah's house. Uh, Hannah and Caleb do some more smooching. Very sweet, loving music. I was like, I'm sure mom's sitting right there. <laughs> and sure enough. Well, it actually is worse than I thought. I was like, mom's going to meet them. So mom's sitting there, not happy. She found his stuff. She found his stuff in the basement, which, to be perfectly honest with all of you, I wrote down somewhere else in my notes how ridiculous this whole thing was. It was bound to blow up in their faces, and sure enough, it did. Caleb is officially kicked out. And then mom says, um, we don't lie to each other. I think she was very upset that, um, you know, of all the kids, Ari and her parents definitely lie to each other. <sighs> Spencer and her family, what a hot mess. Um, and Emily, uh, you know, doesn't speak to Pam and dad's left already. So, you know, up until now, Hannah and Ashley were pretty close, but uh, that's, an, that's all changed. At the remote bar, Emily da- decides to show up. Sure enough, Paige is there, dressed to the nines, as if, they're going on a date. Paige is at a table. She waves her over. And Paige says, I found this place online. And then he's like, remote, right? Uh, and, and Paige is like, yeah, it's for our date. Paige says he realized she was like Emily. I think she said Emily is her first kiss with a girl. And Emily says, well, Maya's not the first uh, girl I kissed. Or she's not my first girlfriend, actually. I was, And she says it plain as day. I was in love with Allison, but Allison was not in love with me. So it's not even a crush or a smooch. There was real emotion there. And Paige says, oh, Allison was dynamic. (laughs) Very very interesting uh, description. And then she says, Maya was dynamic, which I don't, I would never consider Allison and Maya even in the same ballpark in terms of personality. But I kind of understand what Paige is saying. And then she says, ballsy women. So Paige, Paige gets it. Paige, this is important for later, Paige understands if if she does want something real with Emily, it's going to take a little bit of courage, a little bit of an outgoing personality, you know, that's what that's what I'm kind of getting from that, and then, and she doesn't really understand that initially. Ezra's place, Arya made dinner, a whole little dinner set up for him, I guess this is post, we're living in the moment, in the now, from last episode, <laughs> and then all Ezra can talk about is Jenna's story, and Jenna's writing, Arya definitely jealous, and she asks to change the subject, and Ezra legitimately is confused. Cut to the beach, apparently Hannah and Caleb are going to stay in a little tent uh, in this beach, and Caleb's not too into it, Hannah's pretty outdoorsy. And she tells Caleb um, she spent five summers at Fat Camp. And she tells him of her old nickname, Hefty Hannah. And Caleb's like, you never had to, you didn't have to tell me that. And she's like, yeah, I wanted to. This is an opening for Caleb. Uh, He tells her he never met his dad. Um, And then at five, his mom dropped him off at his aunt's house. Mom never came back and got a card at age 10. And it really meant a lot to him. And on the postmark, it was from Arizona, which is where this whole Arizona stuff comes from. More smooching, no smooch. At the bar, Paige is doing karaoke. She convinces Emily to go on stage and this little uh, adorable karaoke uh, song thing happening. At the motel, Toby and Spencer's stakeout's going on. They're playing Scrabble and uh, Spencer's uh, competitiveness nature comes through as Toby like really gets a high score. And you can tell it bothers her a little. But that's just, you know, that's just Spencer, everybody. Toby says, we need to change clothes. Oh, boy. Uh, he's like top or bottom. So he decides he's going to wear the pants and she wears the shirt. I don't know if they talked about them sleeping over there, but I guess they are. He doesn't close the sliding doors very well. He takes off his shirt. He's pretty, pretty, pretty ripped. I gotta say, Toby, nice job. Um, and he just puts on the pajama pants. Come back to the tavern. Outside, smooch Paige and Emily. Ring that bell. Back at the motel, Toby um, shirtless is lying in bed, and, and Spencer falls asleep in just a t-shirt? Yikes, folks. This is a spicy episode. Cut back to Hannah and Caleb waking, making out in the tent. Folks... They're going all the way. I don't even have a, a song for this or, a, or a, a sound effect. 
She asks if you have one, and you know we all know he. We all know they're talking about condoms again. Uh, the sex positive podcast that this is. Uh, use protection, everybody. Do it responsibly, which apparently they did. Uh, that's like a double smooch. I don't even know what sound effect that is, but uh, there you go. At Emily, yeah. So we're at Emily's. I guess the next day. I think it's the weekend, right? It's like a Saturday, and she gets a text from Paige asking for basically another date, and um, she's a little cagey about it with Aria. And Aria says she's avoiding fits, and um, she doesn't want to tell fits the truth and emily says if you trust him i do too so basically they did make a promise to never tell anybody but emily's like you know what if you feel you need to you should do it at the motel we wake up the next morning um spencer is spooning toby yikes a little awkward intimate uh, but then they hear some noises and then there's a flute sound in the next door and i was like i know exactly what's going to happen sure enough the door's open they burst into the door it's a recording there's a little cd player in there uh, with the flute music, and the bag says, you're getting colder, dash A. Not sure what that means. She does lie to Toby. He says, who's A? And she says, no idea. Which actually is technically true. But she knows who she knows who A is as a concept. But anyway, we cut back to date number two with Paige and Emily. They're having some sort of picnic. And Paige says she's not comfortable being in public. And Emily is very honest with her in this moment, which I think is super awesome right she's like look i'm not ashamed of who i am but i was for a time and this is it's a very hard process for me to go through we all saw this together with her and maya maya was kind of in emily's shoes now maya was here emily was on the other side and now we're kind of seeing the reversal here emily's like look if i go back to that place where i'm hiding in public with you i'll go back to that place and it's too hard so I like you, and Paige is like, I like you, but, and Emily's like, we need to be friends. And there you go. They're already broken up. I have a feeling Paige is going to think about this, and I feel like she's going to make some sort of gesture. Of course, she should only do so if she's comfortable. We're not forcing anyone to do anything they don't want to do, but I have a feeling this might be the thing that allows Paige to be as authentic to herself as she, I think, wants to be. And we already know her dad is a, mo- is a lot like Pam. Very difficult situation, but I'm I'm hopeful Paige maybe turns a corner here too. At Ezra's, uh, Arya shows up and she's going to tell Ezra something. And I think we know what that is, but we, we have to wait just a moment. Hannah comes home. Ashley's pissed. She was up all night not knowing where they were. And Hannah tells her, look, we were out camping. I was out camping with Caleb and I'm going to go back there. She goes upstairs to shower. Hannah's phone rings and Ashley goes to get it. It's Caleb. And she says, nope, it's not Hannah. It's her mother. We don't hear the other side of the conversation, but we go back to the motel. Toby's going to stay another night. Uh, Spencer's going to head back home. He's like, look, I'm going to be here another night. If you have to crash here, uh, you know where to find me. And Toby goes in for a kiss. Wow. I was uh, I was shocked. And they're both kind of shocked. But we've been kind of leading up to this. So still, wow. Back to Hannah's. Caleb walks in. And he says, thanks for inviting me to dinner, Ashley. And she says, I didn't do it for you. I did it for Hannah. And then she yes ands that even further. says, you can stay in our guest room just for a short time. Do not do anything to hurt my daughter. Cut back to Ezra's, and Arya told Ezra, we believe the entire firecracker story. That's what, we don't know exactly, but I think that's what she told him. So he knows the entire truth of that night. And he says, I love you again. It's the second time he said that so far this season. Back to Hannah. Looks like the night's coming to a close. They share a kiss goodnight. Hannah goes to bed. Caleb and Ashley have a conversation. She's like, you know what? Call me Ashley. And that really means a lot to him. I th- and, I, you know, Caleb is one of those characters who kind of came in like a storm and has been very hard to read. And over the course of these last five episodes, his, he's kind of opened up a little bit. And not only is it with Hannah, but also Ashley's uh, boy. 
you know, I, th- I think Ashley just wanted to get to know him. And we didn't see the dinner, but there's something changed there. And she wants to give him a chance. I think that's what hits him really hard because he walks outside. He makes a phone call. And I gasped. All he says is, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. Oh, shit. Was he involved with A? Oh, no. This is going to be so bad. Cut back to Spencer. Um, She went to... Uh, Oh, boy. We cut back to Spencer's house. I'm going to say what happened. All I'm going to do is I'm going to say what happened here. Melissa is sitting at the kitchen table, and she says, The police are here. Ian was covering for me. We went to Hilton Head together to get an abortion. I lost the baby before we got to the doctor. Spencer is gobsmacked, uh, and the cops are still here to talk to Spencer, and then Spencer's parents walk in, and they are pissed at Spencer, and we see undercover Garrett, Garrett undercover, standing in the doorway, same pose as he's been the entire episode, wearing that same coat. SOS message goes out to the four liars. The three others show up outside. There's a cruiser outside their gates of the Hastings house. They can't get in, but they're watching what happens. And they find out from an A text, which I didn't write down because they said it out loud. We didn't read it. But basically, it says, uh, newsflash bitches, the new person of interest is Spencer Hastings. And then for our button scene, again, these make less and less sense every week. I don't even know if these mean anything anymore. I think they're just for us to laugh at because it's someone... (laughs) They get more and more ridiculous. I don't know why I'm even bothering talking about them. This person in their leather coat and gloves, the same one that went to the dance-a-thon, in the leather coat and gloves, <laughs> sitting at home, eating popcorn with those dirty-ass gloves. Ugh. Ugh. Whoever this is is not hygienic. But basically, they're watching a video of the three liars outside getting the text. Very weird. Very... Ugh. A lot to unpack there. But without any more context, I'm kind of done analyzing these scenes. They really don't make any sense to me. So where are we? Hmm. Here's how I'll say this. I believe Ian and Melissa... Oh, I just had a terrifying thought. All my theories are the same. So let's say Jenna is Allison, right? My God, I just had the most I had the most awful thoughts. I'm going to put down here as a theory just to end today's episode. This kind of hit me all at once while I was recording this. Literally, there's like two minutes of dead silence as I processed all of this. We don't like Ian, right? And I think we can continue to not like Ian. Ian's done some awful stuff. And I can't make sense of the flashback yet, where the college uh, young woman falls down the stairs and Allie disappears. I don't understand that yet. But what if there is a confrontation the night Allison disappeared, there's a confrontation inside Spencer's house. Allison says to Spencer... You either tell Melissa now, yourself, or in the morning, Melissa's going to know about your relationship with Ian. And I'm guessing by proxy, Ian and Allison, right? The crux of the argument was, um, you tell Melissa now, or she finds out either way in the morning. What does that mean? Well, clearly Allison probably was behind that, okay? Party happens. Melissa probably overheard that. Party goes on, party goes on. Allison meets up with Toby at some point. I don't know where this happens, but at some point, Allison says to Jenna, look, we did we did you wrong. I want to make it up to you. No, that doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Jenna says she's afraid of Allison, so that's a big hole in my theory as to why she would agree to share a life with Jenna. That said, at some point, Allison puts into place a plan. She's going to reveal this information about Melissa and Ian because, quite frankly, Allison wants to be with Ian. It's, it sure seems that way, right? 
So she thinks if, um, you know, if she guarantees he won't go back to Melissa, maybe their relationship is safe. She warns Spencer to tell her sister ahead of time because it's going to happen, okay? At this point, I believe Melissa and Ian are still together, correct? So what if Melissa hears this? Allison goes out, talks to Toby. She meets up with Ian, okay? Melissa finds out Melissa is the one that has a confrontation with Allison. And Ian's there. Fight breaks out. Allison's hurt extremely bad. They run away. And somehow Allison is rescued, say, by Jenna. I don't know. So what I'm saying is the cover here isn't because Ian did it. Ian's covering for Melissa and all this stuff, the, the wedding, uh, the baby, all, the, all, this, all this story that Melissa's doing, it seems like she's, she's doing it to help Ian. It's the reverse. You know, when Ian came back to town, he wanted to have coffee with Melissa. It's possible he caught wind that he's like, look, this isn't going to stay buried. Now, this is me being so generous to Ian, and I really shouldn't be doing that. But I, I think that'd be an interesting twist if it turns out that Melissa was actually the one who accidentally attacked Allie, assumed that she's dead. Um, yeah, so that's my theory. I'm going to put that out here now, and next week I'm going to have a special guest, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a big explosive episode, and then we're only a few episodes away from the season finale where there's going to be, I'm going to have a huge panel, really talk about a lot, a lot of cool stuff. So thanks for listening. Again, Chris McGowan, find me on Twitter and Instagram at McGoogs, occasionally twitching at Mac to the Gow, and at some point, some sort of way to uh, chat about the show for first-time viewers. I think I've said enough. <laughs>